Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Friday, April 24th. I do apologize for the delayed release of today's Mini Break. The fault is entirely my own. I spent last night on the road from CR headquarters in Indiana, heading back to my parents' place in Michigan, as tomorrow is my little brother's 18th birthday, and I wanted to be here to celebrate with him. Of course, thankfully, my family has been appropriately quarantining and I have been appropriately quarantining so I said mom dad I'm going to drive up for this is that okay and you know my mom gave me the green light she is an ob and she is a medical professional and she said Alex I have you promise because if you screw me you're screwing a lot of other people as well and of course that is the message I always want to send is stay safe stay healthy follow your local guidance we all want to do our parts to ensure that we can get through this pandemic as quickly and as healthily safely as possible but I said, yes, mom, of course I have. You raised me well. She said, okay, then come on back for your little brother's 18th birthday because we would love to see you. So I apologize for that. It meant I wasn't able to follow yesterday's news day, you know, through each hour of the day as closely as I usually do. And, you know, I spent this morning chatting with my parents as well, chatting with my two brothers who are both home right now. And yes, you know, of course, though, I, I didn't want you to think we forgot about you, the listener. So I apologize for the delay. That's the reasoning behind it, but the mini break is a daily podcast, and so we continue to rock and roll here. I didn't want to leave you guys with a Friday with no episode, no thoughts heading into the weekend, and I also get to record in my parents' basement, which I haven't done in quite a bit of time, but many a Cracked Rackets podcast have been recorded in this spot, so I'm feeling sentimental. I'm back in my home turf. I feel like today's podcast has to be particularly good. So with that in mind, let's get into today's show, and of course, these shows are made possible day in, day out by our friends at Diadem Sports, and again, being home this weekend, it's got me thinking. I see some of my old tennis trophies that my parents kept in my room, and of course, whenever I'm with my brothers, we end up chatting tennis, and I've always looked for those things that can give me just that 1% advantage on the court, that thing that will bring out the best in my game, whether it's equipment, whether it's the gear I'm wearing, the right set of shoes, the right set of strings. And I know for a fact now, and I only wish we had it back then, that if I would have trusted my game to Diadem Sports, I would have absolutely gotten my best performance at all times. And look, our friends at Diadem are helping tennis players across the globe elevate their games by designing the most innovative performance tennis gear on the planet. Their technology is developed with your performance in mind and each of their rackets, each of their strings, carefully crafted for a specific type of playing style, whether your game commands power and explosiveness or precision and control, Diadem will have the best options to help you take your game to the next level. And of course, we say this all the time, but you know we are so grateful to our friends at Diadem for their continued support of us here at Crack Rackets. All we ask is that you go and support them as well. The way you can do that, by going to their website, diademsports.com, you'll find something you like, I guarantee it, and even better, once you do, you can use our promo code CR50 to get 50% off your order. You can find their premier tennis balls, their incredible gear. I am still wearing my hooded sweatshirt, and in fact, I got to show off to my parents and say, isn't this pretty cool? You know, they always say, Alex, what is it exactly that you do? And I can say, well, I've got a diadem hoodie now, so clearly I'm doing something, and they were impressed. My mom said, of course, where can I get? one of those. And I said, well, if you go to diademsports.com, use the promo code CR50, you can order yourself one. I may have to order my little brother Nicholas one for
for his birthday as well. And I'll get 50% off my order by using that promo code CR50. So one last reminder, go to diadimsports.com, use that promo code CR50, get 50% off all of your orders, your one-stop shop for all of your tennis needs. Now, with that being said, Let's get into today's news. And again, it's going to be a briefer version of the podcast. There's been so much news throughout this past week. If you want to hear our thoughts on, you know, the potential for the ATP and the WTA to merge and form one United Tennis Tour, uh, which is certainly a fascinating idea. There's so many pros to that concept. A few cons as well, if we're being honest. And I saw John Wertheim today point out, is this going to be a merger or is this going to be an acquisition? One tour buys the other one. And that's a fascinating question as well in terms of sifting through what's the dynamic going to look like between the two tours? What's the dynamic going to look like scheduling-wise, media uh, exposure-wise? Are we going to? How are we going to ensure that all of these players earn this sort of prize money and the sort of exposure that they deserve from the media and ensure that one sport doesn't grow to dominate the other. Uh, and it, they're all, again, so many legitimate questions. And for you know an in-depth look at those merger discussions, go check out the Emergency GSP I did on Thursday with Mark Lucero, of course, one of the brightest minds in all of tennis who's always thinking about issues like this, even when we aren't in the midst of a global pandemic. So shout out to Mark and thank Thank you to him for taking the time to chat for those of you out there who want to hear more on that topic. Again, go check that Great Shot podcast out. Of course, there's also been news about the Player Relief Fund, which I talk about with Lucero, but we've talked about at length here uh, on the mini break this week. We've also had the chance to talk to the ITA CEO, Tim Russell, about the way college sports have been impacted by this coronavirus pandemic, in particular how college tennis is going to respond and manage to stay alive and how they can best position themselves moving forward towards the future after the financial toll that coronavirus has taken. And of course, there are more significant issues than the role, the impact of the coronavirus on the sporting world. But no doubt, college sports have been one of the most impacted by you know, uh, this coronavirus pandemic. So it was great to talk to the man who is as engaged and as in the know as anyone about college tennis in the ITA CEO, Tim Russell. So hopefully you all will go listen to that. I read a really good piece from Simon Chambers on ESPN.com today about how the coronavirus pandemic forced sudden shutdown and then uncertainty for the ATP and WTA tours. This is a free article, by the way. So, you know, you don't even have to be subscribed. You can just go to ESPN.com com to find it. He talks to uh, Petra Kvitova. He also talks to Katie Spellman, who of course is the manager, I believe, for Simona Halep. He talks to a bunch of different people to get their perspective, sort of give you guys an in-depth look of what it was like on the grounds of Indian Wells in the moment that things were canceled, and of course what it looked like when Miami was then subsequently canceled, and the scrambling that has happened since. Of course, we've gotten the chance to talk to so many players who are on the ground in Indian Wells. Wells hear their perspectives, players like Mitchell Kruger and Christian, and you know, we even talked to Claire Liu, and I've talked to Monica Pui. I don't think you guys will have heard that podcast yet, but we talk about this exact scenario as well. But you know, just more great details about some of the cancellations that have followed, just the way players plan on responding. Quotes from the WTA CEO Steve Simon as well, and more in this Simon Chambers piece. So be sure to go check it out on ESPN.com. Again, how the coronavirus pandemic for sudden shutdown, then uncertainty for ATP and WTA tours is the name of uh, the article. 
another great article that I was re- that I have read, and of course again gets back to this idea of the tours merging, is another brilliant piece as they always are from Reem Abulail, uh, who wrote in the National AE about the potential merger between the two tours and why Roger, you know, she said Roger Federer's merger proposal is thrilling, but needs to be treated with caution. And she says stronger together is a lovely sentiment, but Reem hopes the women get a fair share. And that's an, a sentiment that's been echoed repeatedly across multiple, you know, uh, media personality, media members, people who have speculated on what this merger might, might look like, what the pros and cons might be. Of course, that's, again, something that Mark and I talk about in the emergency GSP that we did. And I will point out once again, it, the, the headline says Roger Federer's merger proposal, but Reem goes back in depth in history to talk about how Billie Jean King was the first to voice uh, this sort of idea, how she's been saying so since the 70s, gets into, again, uh, you know, what the problems behind merging, why it hasn't happened before in the past, what the problems always seem to be. And she gives a history of merger attempts prior. You know, she talks about what happened in the late 90s. She talks about what happens in 2009. I don't want to step on the article because, again, all of you should go read Reem's pieces whenever she writes something. It's spectacular, as always. But look, she has quotes, you know, in there from, again, Simona Halep as well. She has quotes from Larry Scott, uh, who was the WTA's chair. CEO back in 2009. She talks about, you know, other tours that have merged successfully and what that looks like. She equates it, I believe, to squash. She talks about how female players need to ensure that they have an equal voice at the table, that it's not just the men dictating how this is going to look. And, you know, again, Whenever Reem writes anything, it's going to be fantastic. So the national.ae is the place to find it. Roger Federer's merger proposal is thrilling but needs to be treated with caution. And again, shout out to Reem Abulail who continues to kill it. I think she was on the No Challenges Remaining podcast with Ben Rothenberg earlier this week. Uh, that was a really good pod that gave an update on the situation. Perfect supplement uh, to the Lucero podcast that I did as well. Sorry, I had to throw the plug in there. It was a really good episode. The point is, and anything Reem does is fantastic. So shout out to her as well. Shout out to Tumaini Cariel for sharing the piece. And by the way, we're going to have Tumaini on early next week to talk about all of this as well because these merger discussions aren't going anywhere. So be on the lookout for that podcast in the near future. A couple of other news items real quick. And then again, we're going to keep today's episode fairly short. But Andy Murray talked about in the Daily Mail, uh, an interview he did, I believe, with Mike Dixon, uh, that he thinks it's time for, you know, prize money at top of tennis events to be cut, that he thinks it's time to more equally distribute, I suppose, the income across various players uh, throughout the tour. He said, you know, he suggests that uh, in particular, and again, you know, the Daily Mail, it's, it's tricky to navigate sometimes, but I believe uh, his his fundamental argument at the top was that, you know, there's there's plenty of money available to the top-end players and that perhaps, uh, you know, prize money could be cut to help lower-ranked players, that lower-ranked players continue to struggle, and if you better uh, distribute the prize money, then it will just lead to a healthier game moving forward. And, you know, he said, could that money, I think, here's the quote that I read, it sometimes you see the the prize money check for the winner of the Grand Slams is something like $4 million. Could that money be used better and spent elsewhere in the earlier rounds of the qualifying draws or maybe to grow some of the smaller events? 
And I think his answer is yes. He, you know, he talks about uh, all of these different things. He also talks about you know what has gone on with him during this coronavirus pandemic, his health, all in this DailyMail.co.uk article. Uh, but you know that is the headline from the from the interview. That is the headline piece. Is that he is another proponent we see, and there's so many. And you know, right now it's the hot thing to say. So. You know, would we be seeing this sort of movement if we weren't in the midst of a pandemic? Maybe not. And what that says about the state of professional tennis is something we can probably explore on a different podcast. Uh, but it's nice to see so many players acknowledge the reality that the lower rungs of the tours, players ranked outside of the top 200 for sure, sometimes even just outside of the top 100, continue to take hits. Uh, everyone in the professional tennis world is well aware of that right now and is seemingly trying to do what they can, proposing ideas, getting creative to ensure that the game, come if, when it comes back, comes back healthier and a more sustainable place to where, God forbid, there's ever another pandemic, the game is more prepared and the players, you know, are better situated and equipped to handle uh, a crisis of this nature. And of course, no one can be prepared for something like this, but there's certainly other ways that uh, tennis can improve. And it's clear that they are exploring those ways uh, right now. So, you know, again, that piece, shout out to Mike Dixon for sharing that on Twitter. What else do we got? A couple of other news items down the home stretch. Quentin Moynette, who has been top of so many stories for his work at L'Equipe, uh, reported yesterday that Roland Garros is going to push back their start date a week. So they're going to go from September 27th to October 11th. Now that October 11th date is intriguing for a couple of reasons. A, uh, it is both my roommate's birthday. It is my roommate's little brother's birthday. It was the day of my bar mitzvah. But more importantly, the reason you guys are all listening to this is because it gives players an extra week in between the U.S. Open and the French Open. And what you might you know, recall when the French Open first changed their dates is it was immediately back-to-back. You were going to go U.S. Open, French Open, just like that. And now there's another week to give players time to adjust, to give players, you know, time, you know, for qualifying to come over and get some practice in on the clay. And it's just an extra week. Um, And so it was negotiated with the ATP and the WTA. And the purpose of it you know, to make sure once again uh, that players have a little bit of time. No qualifiers planned in the version from September 20th to October 4th. Uh, that you know that makes things uh, a, I think a little bit better. What, what did I miss here? Uh, I, I think I, I screwed up a date there. Excuse me. Um, uh, sorry, qualifications start the 21st now, and that just gives them a little bit more time to get over to the French Open. So again, shout out to Quentin Moynet, who has been on top of these stories, and you can go follow him at Quentin Moynet on Twitter. Uh, M-O-Y-N-E-T is how you spell that last name. Uh, what else we got? Jose Morgado reporting that the Portuguese Tennis Federation is helping effective players, clubs, etc. with 500,000 euros, which is quite a decent amount, according to him, for the dimension of the sport in Portugal. Uh, there helps Portugal helps to organize 40 ITA events, ITF events, excuse me, during the year. They're going to try and reschedule most of the postponed ones starting in August. There is a plan for a national circuit with prize money for uh, Portuguese players specifically to continue to prepare them for the resumption of international events. That circuit may include international players as well, uh, but you know, for now, again, to see this sort of effort 
Uh, this is a great one uh, for the Portuguese Tennis Federation. Always admirable. And again, 500,000. You have to just keep in mind the scale. Of course, we would all like all these players to not lose a cent and millions of dollars if they were available to go to these things. But they're just not. We do live in the financial reality of the tennis world. And, you know, $500,000, incredibly admirable for, from the Portuguese Tennis Federation. So shout out to them. Uh, you know, much appreciated. And by the way, they also announced that the ITF qualifyings are back to a max of 64 players. Uh, so that speaks to, again, they're trying to give opportunities to as many players right now as humanly possible. What else do we have? Oh, some cool, uh, a, a cool charity emerging, the beyond100.com, beyond-100.com. Uh, another effort by Patrick Mortelou, by Stefano Tsitsipas, to raise money for those players ranked beyond the top 100. You know, that is the goal of this, to uh, help all those players. And, you know, the platform will contribute towards a broader approach by the ATP and WTA aimed at supporting lower-ranked players during this challenger period. Tsitsipas, Mortelou, both talking about why it's important for the long-term health of the game to ensure that all of these players are okay during these times and there are silent auction items there are ways you can just contribute out of pocket if you can uh, and thus far you know again it's very early on but they've already raised seventy five hundred dollars and every penny every dollar counts at this point so shout out to Patrick Mortelou and Stefano Tsitsipas for undertaking this sort of effort also shout out to uh, you know a couple of things down the home stretch here uh, in terms of things that you have to look forward to this weekend uh, I believe the mutual Madrid Open, the virtual event, is going to start to get underway pretty soon. So, folks, be on the lookout for that. Players playing video games, you can follow it live on Facebook. That's where it's going to be streamed exclusively. Uh, and it's just, again, for those of you who need your tennis fix, there's another way to get it. And, uh, you know, another piece of news from yesterday, Jada Hart, uh, the top-ranked UCLA senior uh, from the women's team, making her announcement that she's going to come back to UCLA for an extra year. That's one of a bunch of announcements, by the way, that we've heard. There's already been guys like C. Clark, Sam Riffis. Uh, Sam Riffis isn't a senior, but he's coming back. Ashley Leahy, so many more. Connor Johnston, I have come out and said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to come back as well. And so, again, going to continue to monitor all of those things. But for UCLA, to get her back. They bring back probably Abby Fords as well, Alicia Bolton. That team's just as scary as they were this year, and we still have to see what the North Carolina girls do, but you know, UCLA is certainly going to be competing next year, hopefully, assuming we get tennis back then, for a national championship. And last thing, we here at Cracked Rackets thrilled to announce our partnership with DraftKings, and they have become title sponsor of the Cracked Interviews podcast, as well as our this week's Drop Shot weekly newsletter. For those of you who don't know about DraftKings, one of the premier fantasy sites, one of the premier gambling sites across the world, and you know we're we're thrilled to be joined with them. We have a lot of fun things in mind, a lot of cool things we believe we can do. You know, you can play free fantasy tennis with DraftKings, and again, we have a whole assortment of details, a whole readout, a whole reason, but. You know, we'll talk about this sponsorship, this relationship at length. Actually, on Monday's podcast that I'm going to be doing with Max Rothman, uh, it was a podcast we had planned to do earlier, but we just had to iron out some details, and they've all been ironed out now. And so we are really excited to bring that forward. We'll have some fake odds, some fun things for all of you on Monday's podcast. But again, we are so thrilled here at Cracked Rackets to be announcing our partnership with DraftKings. But that doesn't mean we're not excited about our other partners as well. And I do want to give a huge thank you once again to our sponsors at Diadem Sports, who continue to make this sort 
sort of podcast, day in, day out possible. You go to their website one more time, dietivesports.com. Use that promo code CR50. You'll get 50% off of your order. And again, we are so grateful for their continued support. I am eternally grateful, as always, for our super producers, Max Schlegner and Daniel Westoff, who have a f- of an editing job to do as they always do day in day out none of this becomes possible without them i'm actually having separation anxiety after living with westoff for a couple of months to be away from him for the for the next few days uh it hurts certainly so um, i'm glad we can stay connected via the podcast and again we've got you know beyond the DraftKings news i should also say one of the reasons we you know so excited for super producers daniel westoff and max Flinger, we keep them busy uh and they have been busy doing all sorts of cool things we've got some really fun projects, really fun announcements coming up for all of you listeners throughout the course of the next week. Uh, So be on the lookout for all of next week's mini break podcasts as well. If you haven't already, like, subscribe this podcast, the Great Shot podcast, uh, the Cracked Interviews podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, share them with your friend. We are so appreciative whenever we get a little review or a message from anyone on social media talking, whether, you know, positive or negative about the podcast. I just like to hear your thoughts. Uh, So always, you know, eternally appreciative for those sorts of things. And again, if you've missed anything, go to our website, crackedrackets.com. You want to reach out to us during the day. You're bored. You need immediate uh, tennis information. Go follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It's at Cracked Rackets. Feel free to reach out to me as well at Great Shot Pod if you haven't yet. Although again, if you're listening to this part of the podcast, you definitely already have, but still go subscribe to our YouTube channel. You don't want to miss any of the incredible content our super producer are up there, things like Overserved, things like CR Classics. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's stuff we've worked really hard on and we're very proud of, so please go give that a listen and any support you can show there will be much appreciated, not just for me, but for super producer Daniel Westoff, who, again, kills it day in, day out with some of the stuff he's able to do. And with that being said, for our wonderful super producers, Max Flinger and Daniel Westoff, for our friends at Diadem Sports and Aerobar, and from all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Hope you all have a fantastic and safe weekend. And as always, you know what we say. That's the break, and we'll see you all on Monday. Take care, everyone.